0: That was um that was not the not the greatest game that we've seen the Seattle Kraken put together uh not by a long shot unfortunately wow um i I don't know entirely where to start with this one. It was obviously it was just a bad game. it just felt like they never really got going they they there never seemed to be that kind of extra level of hustle or. I don't want to say effort, but certainly as far as just like getting in strong on a four check, um, not making mistakes, right. Not kind of playing a second behind the way that they did through most of the first two periods really before that kind of like desperation mode kicked in for the third. It was, it was just a really weird game. And I don't know if it was the early start, if it was hanging out with the dads, or maybe they did a little too much partying last night. Um, But it was this was just one of those games that I can kind of only describe as when you have a a good team that doesn't really play well against a bad team that plays really well uh, and you kind of get a game like this. And unfortunately for us, we're now in the category of good teams. And so when we don't play well and and it doesn't matter who we're playing against, right, Uh, the Sharks are going to play well against us and we're not. They're going to get the W and they did today. It was just a, it was just kind of a weird one. And I think that it was partly a snowball effect there in the second. Uh, Cause you get that like odd goal. uh, The first shark's goal where it's off the face off and it's off Yanni and it's just, things are happening. Okay. But then you get, kind of the the mistake and misplay from the turnover from done there in your own zone uh that leads to this Svechnikov goal as he's able to kind of walk then around Larson shoot collect his own rebound get another goal and that's another rough situation that you don't necessarily want to be dealing with and then the Noah Gregor one was just kind of like the one that put it too far uh, Because that was just him Walking in and, and beating Jones Clean I mean Jones wasn't screened he just He just got him and I think the Fact that you had that all happen in Less than 10 minutes I think kind Of got to the Kraken a little bit Um, I thought you could survive the Couture one You could survive even the Svechnikov one You're a better team you could come out in the third And do that but I feel like that last one With only you know 18 seconds left In the period they just they just didn't look the same after that. The Kraken, it was, yeah. They they just they just they didn't look the same really all game as we talked about. Uh, it's, I don't know if it was that early start or not, but they they just didn't look like they were ready for this one. And by the time they looked ready, it was two periods in, and they were down by three. Is the bottom line, I guess. If I had to summarize it, that's probably how I would summarize it. Sharks did a good job of of playing up. I mean they they were blocking shots, outblocked the shark, outblocked uh, the kraken by more than two to one when it comes to blocked shots. They were able to clear their zone. The Kraken were never able to clear the zone. And the Sharks forecheck was persistent. I mean, there was lots of times where they were just like that that last goal, that fourth goal, that was just the sharks outworking the Kraken in the Kraken zone zone, bottom line, end of story. That's all it was. Kraken have to clear that puck. You cannot allow the sharks. To get that many opportunities on one the way that they did there, and the Kraken just kind of let them. And uh yeah, it was just a rough game. <laughs> As I go over to comment section, the first comment in here from Coop, what an effing, horrible game. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's definitely one way of describing it. Alex, not great, Bob. Definitely not. Uh Michael, I don't think the players got the memo that they didn't have the holiday off. Yes, uh, I like I said, it's a it's a weird one. And thank you everybody who's able to join us uh, for this one. I was I was gonna say, you know, I hope I hope everybody had it off, or or you can find some time to watch this this early game. But um, you know, maybe if you didn't have it off, not the worst thing in the world that you missed this one. Uh, absurdly saying this was just painful to watch. It was it was really rough because for so much of this year, even in games that we've lost, even in games that we've struggled in. The Kraken have always had that kind of consistent effort level, that consistent level of play that we've all been able to take pride in and enjoy watching and could get us through just about any kind of game, no matter how rough it was. But that was what was missing today was that kind of spark, that fire, that passion that they normally play with, that regardless of what the score is, we feel like we can win this game still right up to the final moment. And I just felt like they didn't have that today. And. This is arguably the first time all season that they haven't had that. Uh, It's just odd that it came on a game where you're facing a bottom five team in the NHL who's also then missing, I believe, their two leading scorers in in Meyer and Hurdle. Like that's like like everything was set up for them in this one. Um, But obviously maybe it was, you know, one of those. Like, you know, you you can't sleep on this team. You can't sleep on this game kind of situations. And uh, just, yeah, it just wasn't able to happen for the for the Kraken. I mean, they even won the face-off battle, the Kraken. That's <laughs> it's where we're at with this one. Alex requesting Dog Squay. Uh, she will be here in just a little bit. I can promise that. Uh, Coop, 4 was non-existent. Brutal turnovers. No one could finish a shot. Sharks did a fantastic job, like I said, blocking shots. So many of the Krakens best opportunities tonight were block shots for the Sharks. They did a great job of getting in front of Reimer, not screening him, but getting in front of shots, moving in front of shots, getting down low in front of shots. The Sharks did a fantastic job on that. I do want to give them credit there. Kraken, forecheck, you're right, was not there. They made a lot of mistakes when it came to that. Even if they had somebody in there with the effort, I think Jared McCann, he played with a lot of effort today. One of the few guys that kind of stood out on the forecheck for me he just never had support or when he'd go to make a pass, the puck would just bounce on him or he just wouldn't get the pass off cleanly or the player he was passing to just couldn't receive the pass. And it was just one of those like, consistently everything was just off uh, and, and that made things really rough. Michael, can we bypass talking about the cruddy game and go straight to dreaming unrealistically about Timo Meyer in a Kraken jersey? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of talking about that. If the Kraken, you know, decide that he is their piece that they want uh, and that they can somehow figure out a way of dealing with the $10 million qualifying offer for next season... Uh, I I think both RJ and I have said it. Timo Meyer is an amazing hockey player. He does what very few people on this planet can do, which is score consistently at the NHL level. Uh, he is very, very, very special when it comes to that. And any team that has him is going to be better for it. I would love for the Kraken to get him. It's just one of those. Can you make it work? And that's the that's the big problem there. Sean, it was tough to watch. Rich, not great. Tammy, win more faceoffs. they said. It'll be fun, they said. I know. I guess I lied. Uh, it's, it's something that will help them out uh, in the future. Michael, no intensity or urgency. Legs were flat, slow, bad turnovers all game long, bad passing, no finishing, or many high-danger chances on offense defense and goaltending were lazy bad in every aspect and i you know what i think we'll probably hear a similar story from coach dave hackstall after this one i'm very curious to hear what he has to say i got to imagine it'll be a short presser uh rj is there rj will join us from the sap center uh and we will know but i i got to imagine hackstall's going to basically say something along those same lines michael because it's just it's true and it was there for everyone to see it wasn't it wasn't like um you know anything hidden it was just they weren't ready for this game is the bottom line is what that looked like they just weren't in it unfortunately uh Timo and Susie just switching jerseys lol hey I was gonna say Jacob Magna actually played a good game in my opinion that was that was something interesting obviously wasn't sure what was going on with the Susie scratch we'll ask RJ if there's anything more to that potentially if there's rumors going around 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 the team um but uh I thought Jacob Magna in his you know first game back in San Jose I thought he played a really strong game only Kraken defender to finish uh with a uh not a negative plus minus which you know it's, it's kind of a flawed stat but it's still it's something on this one and he was actually um he played the fourth most ice time of all the defensemen as well uh playing more than both will borgen and justin schultz so there's something to be said for that and second on the team in shorthanded uh ice time amongst defensemen so um yeah i thought jacob magna had a really good game Talk about throwing away two points, no Timo Meyer, no hurdle, and you still get waxed for checks notes. The shark's sixth home win all year. Coop. When you put it that way, it's making it hard for this therapy session to start going in a positive direction. I'll tell you that. Um, It's, it is, it's, it's rough. There's no way around it. Is that yes, you, you got to win the games that you're supposed to win. We talked about that on the deep dive. RJ and I, we have a whole section kind of about the teams that the Kraken beat and the teams that they don't. And, Going into this game, the Kraken had been stellar at beating the teams that they were supposed to beat, and today it was just not there for them. Michael, the Kraken got manhandled along the boards today. Eliminate the cycle game, and this Kraken team is pretty docile offensively. That is true. I mean, we've wanted them to start utilizing the slot more, make more passes from there, make some more passes from below the goal line if you have to, get more passes going net front. Like, look at that Sharks' fourth goal. Tell me that's not repeatable for the Kraken. They find themselves in situations where they can be at a steep angle, kind of parallel to the net a lot off on the side. Almost every defense in this league is going to give you that. Go ahead and have two players crash the net then. Throw the puck net front. See what happens. Try to get gritty with it. Get Yanni Gordon there. Get him involved net front like we've been talking about, right? I think that the you know there's there's chances uh, that the Kraken could be really good at some of those types of situations if they decide to kind of incorporate that into their overall offensive strategy. DJ and Tay, don't let J- Jones play another game. What an embarrassment of a performance! It's tough because you look at like the Svechnikov goal none of that is on martin jones that is all you know a bad turnover and then the defense not being there it's just a rough situation but then you look at like the gregor goal and that's just somebody beating him clean you look at the face-off couture goal it's a slow-moving puck yes it's bouncing around and you're not expecting a a, a shot but to me that's it's kind of something nobody else really lets in, right? Like that's not a situation that we see often and that's because it's stoppable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so yes, it was a rough one. It's a rough situation for Martin Jones. As RJ reported, you know, Chris Drieger has been getting more and more reps in practice. I wonder how much of that affected Martin Jones coming into this game, not having as many practice reps because Drieger's, Drieger is back. But I also felt like this was one of the games where Martin Jones could say, Hey, Not only, you know, can I potentially win back kind of the starter role from a Philip Grubauer, but as Chris Drieger is looking like he's coming back and is going to be pulled off of IR soon, I can also hold on to the backup's job. And now after this game, there's serious questions in my mind about which goaltender is going to be odd man out. And I mean, based on this performance, yeah, it's kind of easier to say it should be Martin Jones, unfortunately, because like I said, it wasn't all on him. It was just that two of these goals were really, really rough uh, for him personally, as far as you need to either be aware and ready for it or just getting beat, beat clean. Uh, the other two, the the Gregor goal, I mean, the, um, the, the Svechnikov goal, I, I'm not going to blame him and that last goal for the Sharks too. That was just all defense, not being able to take the puck away, clear the puck even win battles in front of Martin Jones. Like there was no excuse that a shark should have won that battle. Hockey mom, please like the stream. Even if the game was terrible. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all here. This is therapy session. This is what it's here for. We all vent about it. And then we come out positive afterwards. Get it, get it all out of our system uh Schultz awful game was Susie in the press box or packing for a trade like I said we will ask RJ later because I do not know uh Juan the Baker they were hanging around those no good dads too long get them out of here it's it's definitely one of the working theories we could all have (laughs) there's no way around that one uh Coop Martin Jones has also lost a lot of that early season magic unfortunately yeah and that's kind of sometimes the story of martin jones just saying a little bit (laughs) uh to the crib from target that was soft sean oh man yikes uh it should be grew from here on out yeah i mean it's it's gonna be interesting you can't just ride grubauer all the way to the playoffs and then expect him in the playoffs uh it'll just be too much of a workload on him you'll burn him out but Again, like serious questions. Got to think that that backup job is wide open for Chris Drieger as he starts working his way back. It's going to be really interesting. Or you got to think he'll be once he's once he's officially back, he'll be able to get in a game and um, and battle for it. Yeah, you just have to assume now. Michael, this team really needs Burakovsky, and I doubt he returns anytime soon or even this year. I don't know about that. Um, we still don't know the nature of the injury entirely, so it's it's still tough to say. Uh, if it had been something that was going to require like a major surgery or something, we would have known about it by now. So um, I don't, I think there's, you know, I wouldn't rule out, you know, the rest of the regular season. It's just a question of, yeah, wh- when and what is that timetable? Um Dave's going to play gruby until he passes out. I mean, he might here for the next two weeks. Uh, certainly got to think after the trade deadline, you can see Drieger come back once that roster limit goes away. Uh, if Drieger doesn't come back before that, I mean, he has been practicing with the team. He has been getting reps over Martin Jones in practices. Cause you know, he kind of only used two goalies during like team drills and practices. you right. Can't, there's not really room for three and Drieger has always been consistently now um, one of those two goaltenders in there have been days that Grubauer has been out, but it's usually because he is, he played the night before. Uh, So I got to think that, um, you know, Gruby's Gruby's going to be the starter for the foreseeable future. Uh, But like I said, a little bit ago, can't, can't just ride him the rest of the regular season that that's not going to do it either. Unfortunately. Kraken dads aren't mad. They're just disappointed. Yes, Tom, that was fantastic. Good job, uh, Lindsay. And the award for the most bo- for most boring and disappointing game goes to yeah. I feel like this is like when they do the save of the game in the first period, and you're like, well, how do you know there's not going to be a better save later? Uh, this one, I feel pretty comfortable awarding most boring and disappointing game to this game. I have a hard time believing that there will be another one later on. <laughs> Leanne, concurring uh, a little later on here in chats unbelievable the D- unbelievable yes my sentiments exactly need Berkey back even when he isn't scoring he brings a spark from striatic i agree with that i think if Berkovsky, when burakovsky's in this offense things are a little bit different for that top six they play with uh, a little bit more energy and again just his style is different than anybody else's on this team where he wants to kind of post up and shoot so to speak to borrow some basketball terminology uh is different than what anybody else on this team does his playmaking the the places he'll make passes to. He likes to pass net front. He'll try to throw it just in front of the net and have somebody else go and try to win a battle there. Uh, So yeah, I, I do miss the things that Berkey brings to the offense, especially. Uh, kraken are just way too inconsistent offensively they need an elite score the depth is awesome but you need both depth and elite scoring to make true inroads in the playoffs yeah i found it ironic that in the third period the root broadcast was showing the graphic of how the kraken lead the league in number of 10 goal scorers uh 10 plus goal scorers and lead the league in 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 terms of um players with like double digit points and it's like 19 guys with double with at least 10 points and it's this staggering number and it shows just how involved everybody has been whether it's it's down the depth chart forward wise or even on the back end with the defenseman just everybody has been so involved in the overall offense this year but as we've also talked about your top six needs to be your top six for a reason you they have to be able to contribute you just need to survive in this league Or certainly as a playoff team in this league, you need those kinds of players that can go out there and score every other game and they can just create offense and they can have a three or four point night and they can do that every fortnight for you. Right, instead of maybe once or twice a season, the way everybody on the Kraken is capable of being, but they're not going to give it to you that consistently or that often. Like it's great when it happens, but you just can't rely on it. And um, I think that's where the Kraken are at right now, and unfortunately, Alas, Gru and Jones flipped roles in terms of goal support. Well, as long as then Gru is getting a majority of the starts. We're okay, right? <laughs> uh, Gregory, what a pathetic performance against a cruddy team missing their two best players. It was rough. I, I was going to say, I said the same thing earlier, Gregory, and I caught myself because I think Eric Carlson, probably one of the Sharks' best players this year. Uh, but certainly, like I said, missing their two big you know, offensive pieces from a forward perspective. I mean, those guys are just incredible uh, what Timo Meyer and, and um, Tomas Hurdle can do for a team and the amount of goal scoring that they have. Cause I was, it's just, uh, you gotta, you gotta win these games is the bottom line. You just absolutely have to win these games. Good teams win these games. And um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You can kind of infer from there, right? Coop, even when we get wide open shots, people just miss the, the net uh like dude just put it on frame that's been a problem all year long for the kraken uh that's something that's that's frustrated me quite a bit kind of most of this season here uh all right though we've talked about uh, we've had a lot of questions we've wanted to hear uh from rj about rj is here and ready to join us so let me bring him in right now how's it going rj i know the game wasn't the greatest and the end result was disappointing but i am still so happy for you because i know being there at sap center and covering a game is a massive childhood dream wish fulfilled for you so just first off did did that part of it at least live up to the hype
1: Yes, it, it absolutely did. It, it was definitely a, a special day for me. And um, also just, you know, my grandparents coming to the game and getting to see them too. Um, just a, a really special day all around. So, um, you know, that was great. I You know, g- game aside, I, uh, I had a really good time today. Um, so thank you for, for leading it off with that. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely happy for you. A uh, couple of questions and things that we've talked about in this one. First off, everybody does want to know, the Susie scratch, is that trade related or is that just because they wanted to get Meghna, uh, uh, you know, in there against his former team?
1: I think it was more wanting to get Megna in the lineup. I don't think any kind of Susie trade is necessarily imminent. Um, I, I think, you know, you have a guy who is going to be part of your playoff run and he's been scratched for a few games in a row. You just want to get him some action. I wouldn't read into it too much uh, as far as uh, the Susie scratch.
0: Yeah, I know. Um some, some other talk about, you know, maybe it was going to be a Susie for Meyer trade. <laughs> People kind of <laughs> maybe hoping for uh on this one. I mean, just just let's just hear your basic thoughts on this game, RJ, because it was I mean, it was it was boring at times. It was just rough and kind of brutal at times for the Kraken. But I think the bottom line is everybody can be, is basically in agreement. The Kraken just really weren't there for this one. That level of intensity wasn't there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of the, the agreement, you know, talking to the players and coaches after the game. I mean, uh, basically just Yanni Gord said, you know, we weren't moving our legs hard enough. We let the sharks dictate the pace. You know, we, we, he didn't say we played down to our opponent. He said we adjusted to our opponent uh, and and that can't happen. So, you know, not like necessarily a good adjustment. Um, and yeah, I think the sharks basically, I mean, the, the Kraken basically just laid an egg. I mean, they had a, a bad game. It reminded me a lot of that Islanders game coming off the all-star break um, yeah. where it just, again, just an all around bad effort. And, you know, at the end of, of Hackstall's presser asked, you know, is there something tactically that you can take away from this game or is it just, you know, maybe not our best effort? And he said, we got our asses, we got our ass kicked. That's what I take away from it. So, you know, he was pretty blunt on that. I think he understands, I think all the players understand this just wasn't a good effort all around.
0: Yeah. That was, that was the other thing that we had kind of talked about and everybody was a little curious on was just like what the Hackstall presser was going to be. I assume pretty kind of short and, and blunt.
1: Yeah, short, blunt. I mean, he understands. He's not He's yeah. not going to sugarcoat that game.
0: Yep. Uh, the other thing has been Martin Jones. Uh, what, what was kind of your assessment of Martin Jones in this one?
1: I think it's been a little bit, basically more of, of what we've seen recently. Uh, he hasn't been in the best form. I didn't think... You know, he didn't cost the crack in the game. I mean, you know, he can't score goals. Uh, you know, the the cracking yeah. were just kind of off to a man. But I do think Martin Jones was part of that. You look at the Noah Greger goal that, you know, you'd like to get a save there from your goalie and kind of keep you within two. Um, but yeah, just a rough game around all around for everybody. And, and Jones was no exception.
0: Yeah, and we've been talking about, you know, with Drieger well on his way to coming back, what does this mean as far as who might be the odd man out in the crease? It's, a, it's an interesting one. And then finally, RJ, is this the dad's fault? Was there too much partying with all the dads and the mentors? And, and that resulted in kind of this performance.
1: I don't think so. I don't think it was the dad's fault. Um, <laughs> who, who asked that question in chat? No,
0: um, m- multiple people have
1: blamed it on the okay. dad's. Okay. Fair enough. No, I would not blame it on the dads. Um, you know, they, I don't think they were out too late partying, uh, you know, it, it, the one, the 1 PM starts always tough, but yeah, I, I wouldn't blame the dads.
0: Yeah. It's uh, we also got the good comment from Tom that the Kraken dads aren't mad. They're just disappointed, which is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the comments of, of the chat so far. Um, let's see. Kraken took giving an equal amount of goal support for both their goalies seriously. That's definitely something. It's starting that they to look even out. <laughs> yep. Kepler, we've joked about winning the face-off battle being bad for this team, but now we can say that winning a face-off directly led to a loss for
1: us. I know. I I I can't remember having seen anything quite like that, where it's, you know, tied up off a face-off, Yanni Gord just goes and tries to kind of hook it back, you know, toward his teammates and uh it happens to go right through Vince Dunn and Martin Jones and in. And uh, yeah, he was asked about that after the game. And he said, I'm, I'm just trying to win a face off. And I mean, we can all kind of see that's all he was trying to do.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's just a it's rough all the way around. I mean, there's just kind of no way around it. The Kraken just were unable to clear the zone through most of the most of this game just got outworked by that Sharks four check in their own zone. It was just brutal. Uh, Noah, does this solidify Grubauer as the primary goalie?
1: If it hadn't happened already, certainly. I I think he's already pretty solidly the starter at this point.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Grubauer's own play had really solidified him as the starter. Yeah, that's what did it yeah given how well he's been playing uh uh you have to play Gru against boston and toronto i don't mind jones getting the start tonight not a good night for him though it's from one honestly good for the poor sharks fans that have only that only have five home wins all season they deserve those free tacos from Lindsay. <laughs>
1: they were so excited about the tacos the loudest chance of the night were the we want tacos chance and and you know what they got them and and you know again there, there's a little bit of a soft spot there at least for the fans who you know have to put up with what this team and what the organization is right now you know yeah. that they at least get their tacos
0: yep that is right it's always it's always good i've been to many many ducks games where again the, the number one thing on everybody's mind is can we get the free food <laughs> yep <laughs> all, all three options can we can we do the hat trick of free food um Let's see, absurdly saying, yeah, it felt to me like they expected an easy game of it today and just couldn't regroup when it didn't turn out that way. I mean, this this looked kind of like the Kraken team we saw last season, RJ, in the sense that they just didn't really look ready for puck drop, but then they didn't look ready for the second puck drop of the second period either. And then given the way the last 10 minutes of that second period played out, there was just little that they could do from there
1: right i mean i just kept waiting for the switch to flip at some point i, I figured it would and it, it really never did i mean they, they had a couple good shifts toward the middle of the third but you know just nothing really there
0: is it is the, is the stadium preparing to launch off or
1: something <laughs> i know it sounds like it doesn't it yes it flipped off in t three, two. Uh-huh.
0: On. There we go, uh, Sarah. I didn't like the game, but I did like the stream. Don't forget to like the stream, y'all. Thank you, Sarah. Um, uh, let me know if you need me to mute myself. I don't. I don't know how that works, but well, it's, it's like coming in and out. I don't, I don't know. Like right. there, I can't hear it. Um, X Kid Z total one eighty goal support for Grew. No goal support for Jones. Winning at home, losing on the road. Uh, this team, they have they have switched around. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that switch has flipped, I suppose, you know, with the team in general. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out today. <laughs> what is that? I'm trying is to figure out. Is... <laughs> is it the goal horn? It's, it's coming from the rafters horn? directly above me. Okay, like all so, the way up.
0: So it's targeted just at you is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, of course. Um Let's see. Uh, Kraken need to do a better job of creating energy against some of these low-energy, defensively-minded teams. I mean, again, Kraken, one of the things that we've talked about all year, RJ, is that compete level, that effort level, that never-say-die attitude. And it was just weird that that was missing today,
1: and I can't really figure out why other than just the earlier start. Right. I, I can't figure out why either, because like, looking at it, honestly, I think two games— Two games this season, it hasn't been like that. This one in that Islanders game after the all-star break. Um, I, I guess you can throw in like the early Carolina or Vegas games, but even then they didn't give up at the end. Um, right. so I, I don't know, it's it's rare for this team. And I know, you know, Yanni definitely did he, you know, it was brought up the earlier start time when we were yeah. talking with Yanni Gordon and he, you know, stayed far away from it as far as using it as an excuse. Said, so, look, you know, it a little bit of our routine changes, but it's nothing important.
0: Yeah. Is that a fire alarm? Like, do you need to be evacuating? <laughs> like... I'll be fine. I'll be fine. All right. Um, Lindsay with the genuine question what is the Kraken's record in games that start before 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time? Because it feels bad. I, I gotta think it's not good. I mean, we got to look win. that up. Yeah, I was gonna say that's something we can look up um when we're not like live. Uh but um I mean, just thinking back, they won that Flyers game like a week ago uh, before the Super Bowl, but it wasn't a great Game. It wasn't a great performance. And to be honest, I kept thinking, like, even after the Sharks get that first goal, even after they get that second goal, I was like, well, look, the Kraken are still a much better team. They could turn this around in the third. And we'll just talk about this like that Flyers game where it was, look, it wasn't the greatest of games, but you still took care of business against an opponent you're supposed to beat. And unfortunately, I think we jinxed them yesterday on the deep dive, RJ, talking about how great they've been cleaning up against the teams that they should be beating.
1: Right. 13-1-1 one one in their last 15 against teams not currently in playoff position. You know, it just felt like these are the kind of games that they've taken care of business in. And, uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. And even, again, even was 3 nothing. I just felt like the, the amount of time left in the game versus the, the you know, the skill imbalance that so you look right. at these two rosters that it could still be done they just Mm -hmm. you know they needed that switch to flip to give themselves a chance and it never did
0: yeah no rebecca checking in for some much needed post-game therapy while i sober up for the drive home that was a rough one to witness from a few feet behind jones in the second period oh that's that's gotta be really rough rebecca i am sorry i know how much how forward you're looking to this game um yeah, it, it was just a rough one. You ready it now, Afra? Can you come up here and provide some? Oh, yes. Thank I, you. I think we need, yes. There we Thank go. You. We'll get her up here in just a second. Uh, John, Drieger can go straight to a two-week conditioning stint in the AHL, right? So the trade deadline is no longer a factor in his return?
1: Well, it, it is still a factor in that for that two-week conditioning stint, he would have to take up a roster spot. So, you know, that becomes an issue potentially. Do you have that roster spot form? Having sent Hayden down, I think the Kraken are only at 22. So the roster spot does exist if they want to do it. But, you know, one thing to think about, you know, I don't know that it'll be back potentially soon, but whenever Burakovsky comes back, if it's before the trade deadline, then you'd have to do that. Um, but right now, it does appear there does appear to be the space.
0: Yeah. We did have a question about Burakovsky earlier. I, I assume no like updates.
1: No, we haven't seen him skating, no updates. Basically, you know, how it'll work is at some point we'll see him, you know, likely before a practice or a morning skate out there on the ice, just kind of one-on-one with the coach, just, you know, getting back into things. Uh, And that'll signal kind of the start of him ramping up to get ready. Uh, But until we see that, you know, don't expect him back soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There we go. Just get Afra some yeah, treats. She can, she could enjoy some things. Rebecca, on the plus side, it's still a beautiful afternoon in California, and I'm post gaming from the park, So vibes are good. Yes, I I miss the parks up there in San Jose. I I grew up there briefly, uh, and uh, I still remember like my dad working downtown near near to the arena, all the parks around there, and everything. It's it's a fantastic area. Um, Chris, just bad today. I yeah. <laughs> it's
1: good I that basically sums up, you know, the post-game media <laughs> that I went to. Yes. Um, Stratik uh, reminding everybody
0: that there's a USA versus Canada rivalry series to, uh, game today at 4 p.m. Uh, Those are always watch, good. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to watch some more competitive hockey, he finishes it up with. Yeah, that's, unfortunately, yeah. Um, Josh. J- OK, Josh has it right here. This is the this is the reason. The dads didn't allow them to play Mario Kart.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know what? They were probably, again, I don't think they were like out late partying or anything with the dads, but they were probably just busy hanging out with their dads, which means less time for Mario Kart.
0: Just talking on the plane ride instead of playing Mario Kart. I'm telling you, video games are important, people. (laughs) <laughs> That's the only takeaway we can have. Uh, Rebecca, three stars of the game. RJ living the dream. SJ Sharky dressed as a taco. And the family who brought the sign, Maddie Beneers, we named our chickens after you. That I did a very not see San- that sign. That is a very San Jose thing to say because uh, we still have lots of family friends up there. And my mom's cousin, he actually raises chickens up there in San Jose. So I, I don't know that it was him,
1: but I, I believe it. <laughs> surprisingly high amount of chickens here that, that's for sure that's a great sign um and yeah sharky wearing the taco suit i sharky's still a good mascot i gotta say didn't get stuck from the ceiling today no did not get stuck <laughs> from the ceiling today. actually that's what that uh, alarm was no oh okay <laughs> they got him down we're good
0: yeah okay it's you you always have to ask that about him you always got to ask if wild wing caught fire those are just the two standard yep. questions for the california well don't forget no i we definitely don't <laughs> um uh they're sending timo to seattle in a rocket alex is saying about the noise behind you <laughs> i take it <laughs> we take it <laughs> and then uh joey asking when berkey's coming back i i yeah just don't have yeah, that time to cover that unfortunately yeah. yeah uh and then everybody happy with uh with afra alex no berkey but we do have barky on the stream that's right, and there, you in right. there um that's actually the end of chat wow (laughs) so uh unless i'm not seeing it unless we're having it glitch out again if somebody can send in at least one more test comment so i know if i need a quick pull up youtube on my laptop here um it's just it was one of those games though rj like it's it kind of the results and just watching it speaks for itself in the sense that they just weren't there for this one i know we've already said that but unfortunately that's just the message and lesson of this game
1: yeah, it, it is. Um, I, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, if you, you know, go back on YouTube when they upload the pressers after this game, all of them quite short. Um, okay. I, I think, you know, looking forward, the Kraken know this is not the type of effort that, you know, that they usually give. Right. Uh, you know, they know that this isn't the team they are. And, and I think they're going to be extra focused. They have to be for the next game against Boston. It's It's going to be night and day opponent wise. And I, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but maybe, you know, maybe you're looking ahead a little bit to a, a game against the NHL's top team. Yeah. You know, and, and then today you're playing against, uh, you know, a, a very, very depleted Sharks team. I mean, without Meyer and Hurdle, there's just not a whole lot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, you know, they could come out and, and kind of right all the wrongs with a, a win against Boston.
0: Yeah, it, they, they definitely could. Um, how about how about the Kraken stealing our whole whiteout idea with the whole was yes, ice the the ice... blue or something like that. Ice... Yeah, yeah. It was like ice out the
1: arena or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: With the with the reverse retro jerseys. So that I'm I'm curious to see what that looks like, because I think that could look really, really cool. Uh, thanks, everybody, for letting me know. Chat is still working, uh, especially like yours, Chris. Still here. Still bad. lol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, with the plug, the merch. Haven't had one of those in a while. But yes, yeah, so all the ECH merch is available. Uh, link in the description below. Give a shout out to Queen Anne Beer Hall while we're here too. Another one of those. Yep. Um, Rebecca, I complimented them on their sign, and they said they also have chickens named after Ebbs, but they weren't as photogenic. There were pictures on the sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great. Gotta love, uh, gotta love the uh, the the idea of the having lesser photogenic chickens. Again, oh, these knowing Santa's which there. of your
1: chickens are the most photogenic? Yep.
0: Yep. And then kind of naming them appropriately there a little bit, mm-hmm. too. Uh, John asking the camera angle was super steep. How was the press box in San Jose?
1: Uh, the press box is a little different. Um, okay. again, it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was fine. I mean, I, I've heard from other people, you know, who had been to games here before in the press box. Like, oh, it's really bad. I thought it was OK. Um, definitely not. Just, Seattle though. Huh? Is it just the angle of it that's bad? Like- the, the angle's a little weird. I mean, you do have some obstructions as far as just, like, beams and such that, oh, okay. you know, that, that don't totally, like, you can't really see the bench clearly. You can't really see the Jumbotron clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if, if anyone saw the picture of, like, the taco giveaway photo I used or the Magna one, you can see there's, like, a giant, you know, kind of, like, beam in the middle of it where you can't really okay. see it. So there's that, but it's, it's really not that bad, but it does make you appreciate Seattle and the amazing press bridge setup we have there. I mean, like, you know, it feels like in Seattle, you're right on top of the ice. You can see everything. You're close. Um, yeah, just a lot better than than the one here. But um, again, this is the third oldest active venue in the NHL. So um, definitely, you know, something to keep in mind there um, and, you know, great for its time.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's crazy to think about that. Cause I remember going to games there when I was like five and it was like this brand new place, you know what I mean? Cause and now I just feel old because of that. So it's. Kind yeah.
1: Of- and I, I will say some of the like more kind of behind the scenes areas where, you know, like a lot of the staff and everyone go like, they do look a little bit older than like, you know, the, the fan facing sections, which I think they've kind of tried to update a little bit, which, you know, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I was, I thought about that because I remember doing arena tours in there growing up. It's just because it's a lot of just straight concrete. And it's that, it's the same way down at like crypto.com arena, even Anaheim, like anywhere that they just do the straight concrete, Anaheim, they just kind of at least throw up some ducks decals over the concrete. And so it's like, all right, it's something. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it was fine. The Wi Fi was a little, a little less than what i'm used to but it's okay i had my phone zoom i had a mobile hotspot and i had some good company up in the press box so it, it's yeah. all good all good <laughs> there we go uh alex
0: one day ech press arena power rankings we could definitely do something like that i would i would enjoy that uh chris saying all part of the plan trap game for boston i mean i sure hope so they played boston like perfect like, like one of the most perfect games they've played all season was against Boston in Boston, give them their first home loss of, of this season. Got to think Boston's going to want to return the favor coming to Seattle. But I do feel like, you know, hey, Boston had a good game today. Maybe maybe they they wore themselves out a little bit. We can cross our
1: fingers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it will be present in their mind, too. I cracking. you know, they better be at the top of their game.
0: Yep, Michael, appreciate the coverage, y'all, even after the dumpster fire that was that game. It's all good. You know what? I was going to say, I hung out. I didn't I didn't go on Twitter for this one. I hung out in the Discord, in the game chat over there, and we all had a fantastic time. I know some of you here were in there with me. Um, we had a fantastic time in there talking about this one, getting the therapy session started a little bit early. That third period was just a lot of fun for the most part, a little bit, uh, or certainly that second intermission was Um, So I just want to shout out to everybody over there on the Discord and all the great work everybody does to make that a a fantastic place, just like in these chats. Absurdly saying, the one good thing is that they have too much pride not to go slash come home and work their tushies off, straightening things out before they play Boston. That I agree with a million percent. I mean, that is definitely going to be something that the Kraken are going to want to shake, especially in front of a home crowd. They are not going to want to
1: to put on the same performance again. No, I mean, again, against Boston, you can never, you know, guarantee a win, but uh, you will see a, a much better effort from the Kraken in that game. I mean, it, given what we've seen all season, you've got to expect that.
0: Yeah. Um, do you do we expect, I mean, this was another rough game for the Alexiak-Borgen pairing. I'm thinking of that last and final goal specifically, where they just <laughs> somehow lost every physical battle, lost every puck battle, and and then somehow, I still don't know how he was able to get in front of Borgen and score there at the very end of it all. Um, any any thoughts on if we'll see that change around? If Susie draws back in the lineup, maybe things get tweaked?
1: You know, I, hard to know for sure. I don't think we'll see it changed. Um, I, and again, I <laughs> I don't want to read too much into I this, know. you know, the answer and everything. But, you know, I asked Haxtell at the end, is there anything tactically you could take away from this one? He said, we got our ass kicked. That's what you take away from it. So I I feel like there might be a temptation, at least on things like that, to just kind of flush it and know that, you know, we weren't ourselves at all and, and kind of try and move on and give it another try
0: yeah it's it's one of those i i i kind of knew the the answer before i asked the question but i still felt like i needed to ask the question hopefully speak it into existence just a little bit <laughs> although what i mean has it been almost every other game with them so like it was a just bad about they them, were
1: very good last game
0: all right then we can expect them to just lead you know this team to a victory against boston is what we're saying because that's that's just the way yeah, those it's guys all planned play. out on the schedule. Yep. Yep. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, From uh, Habak, the Kraken are winning the cup if they can get any points against the Leafs and Boston. I mean, look, we we took them both out earlier in the season. Uh, And as Lindsay points out, the Leafs just lost to Chicago. Trust me, the Kraken have a shot of beating Toronto. I, I feel like the Kraken and Toronto are kind of very similar on the same kind of plane. Uh, I feel like Boston is just one of the best teams in the NHL. I, I, you know, that's just the way it is, uh, especially like, given the way they played today. But um,
1: I don't know. I, I, I still feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I do, too. I, mean, I I agree with you. I think Boston just kind of a tier above the rest of the pack. But if if this game, you know, and uh, even that Chicago Leafs game earlier, you know, <laughs> should teach us anything it's that any team could beat any other team on any given night i mean that's one of the cool things about nhl hockey is uh you know you can never write anyone off so you know you got to watch the game see how it goes
0: definitely for sure Uh, i got a question here from daniel who do you see being traded anyone from coachella valley possibly So that's an interesting question. Obviously Coachella Valley Firebirds playing really, really well down there in the AHL. I mean, they are just, I don't even think they're to double digit regulation losses yet, which is remarkable, (laughs) especially considering they started off the season kind of rough. I was there for their home opener. And that was kind of the story of this team was they were still trying to find their footing. And then they just went on like this epic tear ever since then. And it is one of those. You look at some of the guys on that team, RJ, like a Cole Lind comes to mind, and you got to think that, you know what, other NHL clubs would be interested in having somebody like that around for a potential playoff push. Do you think, we haven't really talked about it much this year, do you think that the Kraken would be open to something like that?
1: I I don't think so, and only because you want to keep them around for for your playoff push in Coachella Valley. It's a very important season for the Firebirds, you know, being their first season ever and and trying to you know win over a good fan base at home you're gonna have playoff games you're gonna have a good playoff run uh you want to make sure and be as stacked for that as you possibly can be just for even the health of the organization too it's something important Mm -hmm. you don't usually see teams kind of make an ahl type trade to to you know gear up for a big um you know calder cup playoff run but this is one of the few exceptions where maybe i could even see a minor deal at the deadline just kind of swapping a couple ahlers but you're like look okay they're trying to fill a need down there just because they you know they want the organization to do well uh and be Mm helpful to the playoffs
0: yeah and i do think that would go a long way um as far as establishing them as you know a team down there as a brand really which is what you're trying to do when you kind of walk into a market like that where you're you're like one of the few things in town so to speak like it is important to establish yourself as this place that everybody can kind of go to from from far and wide and enjoy themselves and have a good time and and see a good performance and show like it is one of those kinds of places where you don't want to just throw any old team out there in front of everybody kind of thing um Tammy, I'm going to the Toronto game hoping for a great game. I think that game is going to be really fun. The Boston one's going to be like one of those. We're all going to be sitting on the edge of our seats. It's going to be tense, you know, stomach muscles clenched, all that kind of stuff. I think the Toronto game could then be it's like the perfect kind of like chaser to that to that Boston game because you get to have like a little more fun. It'll probably be back and forth and exciting and all that good stuff.
1: Agreed. I think that Boston game, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a slog. Every inch of ice contested. And you can't keep up that level of focus forever. I could see that Leafs game getting pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, me too. I I think it'd be good. Tammy asking how the local support for the Firebirds uh, has been so far. It's a good question. I haven't been out there since the home opener. I could say for the home opener. I mean, that place was absolutely full. You could not stick any more people in there if you tried. (laughs) Um, And I got to think that that's you know probably still the case going on down there it, everybody there was excited it was one of those things where yeah the the place was full and you'd expect for a for a home opener lots of people to be there and not really you know know what's going on yet still just trying to figure out the situation but no everybody was there everybody was wearing jerseys t-shirts they had firebirds gear they were ready for this they were excited for it they were really really happy to have sports in that community there like that uh you could just tell that they were ready for it so i got to assume that that everything's good i'm, I'm hoping to get back out there for another game soon-ish if possible because uh I, I just like to do that. Um, Joey, do you think they will make a video for Mark Giordano when he comes back to Climate Pledge Arena on Sunday?
1: I think so. I think we'll see yeah. something a little special. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the Seep wouldn't do that. First captain, you know, that always going to have that spl- uh, place in, the, you know, in Kraken history. They'll do something.
0: Right, and it was also a thousandth game, right? Yeah. Maybe he yeah. played his
1: thousandth game here. Yeah, no, there's, there's yeah. a lot. Of-
0: And uh, that'll be pretty exciting. That'll be our first like welcome back player video in Kraken history. That's kind of cool, that's true. That'll
1: be another first to check off the list. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure the uh, you know, the media team will do well.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, and you know what, go ahead and do it a little tongue in cheek just because he was there for half a season like 50 games or whatever. Like one,
1: one little kind of reference, subtle reference to
0: it. I was going to say what's, what's, you know, 50 out of a thousand, like what, what percentage is that as far as his career was in Seattle, but he gets the tribute video. Uh, Yeah. I I think that that's going to be something everybody could look forward to potentially at the very least, you know, everybody they're They're going to acknowledge him in some way. And I got to imagine Seattle's going to give him a nice
1: warm welcome. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: All right, so we'll do a quick uh, last call here, Alex. Any specific plans for the channel come trade deadline? We, we, should we should we try to join all the other television networks, RJ, and try to do a live trade deadline show? Only to and not then have just anything sit there for hours while nothing happens. I know. Cause that's, un- that's unfortunately what usually happens. We actually did that the very first year of the channel before the crack had existed. Yeah. We did one of those live and, and just nothing happened as, ha- as the, ch- the NHL trade deadline goes, just nothing really ended up happening on that. So um, yeah, we haven't totally talked about it. I think after that season, we were just like, Oh, okay. I guess we just don't, won't do things like this, but uh, maybe, maybe we'll try to throw something together. Uh, it'll certainly be a great episode of the Red Glare podcast afterwards on the Patreon, though. Uh, oh yeah, so,
1: that is going to be a fun episode covering everything. Yeah.
0: covering everything from that week because that's usually how it goes. Uh, I'm also just checking to see if the Kraken have a game that day, um, Saturday the fourth, right? That's the deadline. I so. b- I believe it's the it's the third. Is it the third? If it's, if it's the second or third, then the Kraken have, have games on both those days, too. And they're early because they're on the East Coast. So uh, I don't know that we'd be able to do a live thing going into yeah. those. Um uh, speaking though of the Patreon just a reminder everybody tomorrow actually is the next prospect live chat so come on by and um, join us for that one Alex asking uh yeah March 5th no it's the 3rd okay yeah the 3rd they play Columbus at 4pm uh, Pacific time so yeah it'll it would be um, it would be a lot to do uh, on that one yeah. uh, the yeah.
1: prospect chat everyone yeah. come for that I mean thanks to all of you and again I want to thank all the patrons for your support dylan is armed with so much video now to show you from all the junior leagues like this is going to be great
0: yeah the the big thing that we're going to be doing tomorrow is we're going to look at jagger Furcus. we're going to look at ty nelson and i'm going to take you through the process of what it's like to actually be a scout and what it what it means to do and i've i've been um taking game footage from their most recent games and kind of throwing it together in a quick video <laughs> form that we can go through and we can do the video breakdowns like normal, but also talk about that, like, Oh, maybe the the entire game isn't actually there because as a scout, you'd be watching other players and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to turn it into like a, like one of those, like a, Oh, here, you know, join me for an hour, hour and a half. And I'll, I'll like show you the life of a scout kind of thing. Um, because it is an interesting way of watching people. And I don't know that everybody um really knows how it's how it's done and and how like the timing of it can all make or break certain things happening and that's kind of something i want to talk about tomorrow so it should be a good one looking forward to it
1: yeah tune in you're gonna learn a lot i'll be watching i will probably learn a lot um it's it's gonna be really fun Mm -hmm.
0: all right i think that's gonna do it for for this episode of Post Game live though it was uh it was an interesting game, RJ. We'll we'll leave it at that. Probably uh, do want to thank everybody for joining us on today on the holiday after that game. Special thanks to Queen Anne Beer Hall for uh, helping us out, sponsoring the channel, sponsoring this video. Thank you all for for being here. And yeah, we'll we'll see, catch you all after that Boston game. It's gonna be fun. Yep.